This week in Marvel Strike Force, the unlock for Apocalypse was revealed. We also have the new Bionic Avengers team coming. They look super overpowered, but should you only invest in Scourge teams right now? We're talking about these things and more in this edition of your Marvel Strike Force Weekly News Update. This week, I'm joined by my brother Boylan. And if you're ready for it, brother Boylan, tell him what to do. Let's go smash it. Hello, Valley Maniacs. We are back in studio for this edition of your Marvel Strike Force Weekly News Update. We do this every week, and if this is your first time joining us on the Valley Flying Channel, welcome and hit that subscribe button if you want more great Marvel Strike Force content. If you're listening to this on a uh, podcast, give it a five star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And uh, there are timestamps down below because these are longer videos this week for. The news update. I'm joined by my brother Boylan discussing everything that has happened in Marvel Strike Force. And it seems like we've had like a month worth of content over the past week. So much things happening. The Apocalypse revealed the, his unlock method. We got the Bionic Avengers next team coming. We have some rumors of a next another team after that. Some more silhouettes. How are you liking Marvel Strike Force, brother Boylan? I know there's a lot of positives and negatives going on right now. Overall, how are you enjoying this game though? I my if you ask me out of ten now versus a month ago, it's a bit better now. And I okay. I, I, I have to say that since the uh, the mighty Thor comp, you know that that a lot of us pushed for, you know, I'm really happy for that solution. And actually, it went above and beyond what I even expected. You know that yeah. 50k. I know that we talked. You probably talked about this in the previous weeks, but yeah, that really improved my my overall feeling of the game. But we're not done yet, right? There's still work to do. There's still stuff to push for, and so we don't yes. want to get complacent. So we're going to be pushing for some of that stuff. Even There's though, more stuff to push for. And I'm going to be complaining about things that need complaining. But yeah. uh, overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with the game as, as well. You know that that did uh, change a lot for me. That compensation for the Jane Foster Thor mm -hmm. event, uh, but. Uh, yes, so good stuff that we're talking about, some bad stuff that we're talking about, but I do first want to discuss with you our silhouettes. Now, we used to get this almost every update. I think they've missed a few recently, but uh, these silhouettes, very, very cool. As we see Deathlock here, it looks like he's going to be the first character of the new patch, so whenever the update drops, expect your uh, uh, offer for Deathlock coming in. We also have Viv Vision, who's going to be super strong. Uh, Hulkbuster, another strong character for these new teams. And then we have rumors of a Gamma team coming with Abomination, Amadeus, Cho as the popular rumors now. Is your is your head leading towards any other characters right now based on the rumors that we got and the silhouettes that we now see in-game? I mean, their borders are green, so it's not, it seems pretty... Uh... <laughs> It seems pretty obvious. I, and, I and actually different know what shades Amadeus Cho looks too, right? like. Different shades. Yeah, I know what Amadeus Cho looks like, and uh, so I think that this is very likely at the end there. And uh, you know, I don't know what kind of version of uh, Abomination they're going to use, but I don't know. Is that what is? It looks like ears. They look like pointed ears. Is that what he has? Yeah, I, I don't know. In some in some of them, it looks like ears. But 
I, I I think that one is abomination. Some people have said it looks like Nightcrawler, but that doesn't fit the rumors. That doesn't fit the team yeah. right now, even though he is supposed to come out sometime for this scourge. Uh, Remedix has a different take, though, on that last character. He sent me this uh, infographic, said that that's not Amadeus. <laughs> so what do you think of this rumor here? Well, you know, they'll finally get you on that Gamma team, won't they? Yeah, so, so those of you listen to the podcast version, he sent a picture with me as the final character, not Amadeus. So... It would be cool. I, I still have them leading towards Amadeus Cho, but this would be really, really cool if they brought uh, Valley Fly in the game with all his smashing and Amazon coins offers and everything. So, I, I like it. All right. So, that is that is the rumors right now, or that is that is the silhouettes right now. The rumors are whatever they want or whatever you want them to be, but we have confirmation that the update is coming very soon. We got this in-game message yesterday. And it is pretty much matching what the data mine says, a new pestilence chapter of the Apocalypse Saga. And we're gonna talk about that a little more. Five playable characters. I think we know who the five are. The new Doom Raids, I do wanna discuss that with you in just a little bit, but this MILF event coming back. Now in the blog <laughs> post revealing the Apocalypse Unlock, it says that these Saga events are gonna come after the second iteration of each of these scourge events so this must mean if that blog post was correct and you know all of them are something to change this must mean that we're getting the morgan lefay second run of the event coming back if that's true how do you expect this to run now that we're not getting the first time rewards it's going to be just as difficult it's going to be less grindy what are you expecting for this morgan lefay event when it comes back I mean, I guess it depends on how you performed on the first run or for those new players who haven't yet, you know, I, I, I think you have to temper your expectations. Uh, so for to start for new players and, and maybe people who are just starting on it, I think that your goal should be like, you know, get the milestone points, you know, get the unlock because that's there, there's no star requirement. We know that now that yes. Apocalypse doesn't have a star requirement. So as long as you get that unlock, I think that's what matters. And you can get that through 500K on the milestone. So that should be the goal for other players. For players like us, you know, who have done it before, you know, for me, I think I only need like top 20% because I got six star uh, Morgan. So to get that seven star, I only need, uh, you know, I can kind of like sit back a bit. Like I don't need to go. I'm not going to grind as much. Like I, I'm probably going to do it like one time and then that's probably okay. all I need to do because okay. uh, it's less time. Right. We have, I don't know, five days, whatever that is. I, the second I time was, yeah i think it was supposed to be seven the first time they it, it ended up being like 10 or 11 <laughs> yeah, or 12 yeah. or something like that so, it should be shorter time now i think the big question everyone is asking when we first saw how the rewards were structured on this second iteration there's going to be some players that have seven stars what happens to these players are they still going to be able to compete uh you know they don't need the shards for morgan lafay but there's some other rewards in there are they still even going to be able to do this and if so, are they taking shards away from some players that don't have that seven star? Yeah, they absolutely will be. I think that, that you know, this is going to be available for them. And for those who want to uh, compete, they, they will. And because you keep in mind, this is a player, to some degree, it's a PvP, you know, game. And so there are people out there, you know, you can call them... Uh, <laughs> You can call them a deck if you want, but, you know, it, it, there's people out there who will try to take rewards from other players, you know, and therefore by 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 placing or they care about the leaderboard. Right. You know, there's those people that always want to rank on the leaderboard because they just yeah. want their name on there. So they'll do it anyways. Yeah, that's that's unfortunately. Now, I was I was I was hoping that there'd be some new structure coming to this, you know, eliminating that. But 
Judging by this announcement, no word on any changes to the new Pestilence Scourge or anything like that. I don't think we're getting any changes. So yeah, I think those people that wanna be uh, mean and take rewards away from their <laughs> players are, are gonna be able to do that because there's nothing to prevent that. Did they fix the broken Scourges or are they just leaving those out? Or Oh, that's you know, another good question. Time? Now, I didn't notice many broken Scourges after the second day of the Famine Scourge event, so maybe they've fixed this one, but yeah, we will have to see. Out. That is an excellent question. Maybe the Scourge efficiency will be actually fixed this time, uh, but we'll talk a little bit more about the saga. The five new playable characters, I think we know who those are coming, and if we want to take a look at that infographic again that we saw, that was posted up by Miniball at the beginning of July. I just want to show it here one more time. Uh, the reworked, re rumored characters. We know Vision and Iron Man are getting reworks. Uh, we know that Viv Vision, Deathlock, and Hulkbuster are coming to the game. We've seen silhouettes of probably Amadeus show and maybe either Valley Fine or uh, or Amadeus show or Valley Fine and Abomination. That's who I was pointing at there. Uh, but let me ask you this: Do you think now a lot of these rumors look like they are going to be coming true? Do you think Power Armor is actually getting a rework? And if so, what is this team going to be used for? I I mean, if, if they're, I mean, maybe we'll be talking about this later. If they are a, a secondary Scourge team, they might get, I wouldn't say a rework, but maybe they might get a base stat bump slightly. I mean, you might remember that the Inhumans got that very slightly in the uh, the last patch. I don't know if... It, ever, ever so slightly. They got like hit so points slightly. bought, like Yo-Yo got like 50% hit points and stuff like that. It wasn't a rework, but it was a base stat bump. They might get that. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I don't see them getting a actual rework unless they're trying to convert them into a, a cosmic crucible offense team or something like i don't know what their plans would be for that it's a pretty hefty exactly. rework if they are updated uh, they got all these reworks all these new characters scourge preparation we're getting a new doom raid that we're going to talk about in just a little bit but this would be a pretty big update if we get this power armor rework too now let's say that they are getting a rework what do you think they would be reworked for you think it is crucible or are they going to stick with war offense or are they going to be kind of totally shifted to a totally different game mode like the like iron man and vision are on the 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 new bionic avenger tech team uh i, I maybe they could do both war offense and, and cosmic crucible offense uh they're clearly an offensive team they're not a defensive team uh but it's a distraction, and even if they do rework them, I don't think it's something that people should really pay much attention to because we have so much other big stuff to talk about. I agree. I agree. Let's get on to that other stuff. Yes. Uh, but before we get into that other stuff, let's talk about Doom Raid. Now, they said there's a new Doom Raid happening. Uh, we've had updates of the Doom 3 raids coming very soon. We've seen data mines and rumors of the Doom Raid 3. What are you doing right now to prep for Doom 3, if anything? Um, not a lot, but I mean, I, I guess first thing would be that when it does go live is uh, knowing for our strike teams and our alliances, like like what our plans are. I, I, I guess it's probably going to be a bit of a free for all just so people can just explore and, you know, experience the nodes themselves before we decide on, you know, lanes and things like that. Because, you know, I, I, I at least for my alliance, I, I don't have a clear, uh, I don't know where everyone's roster is at for each type of lane, right? So I don't know where yeah. they might struggle at in the new raids compared to so we're just going to probably just launch it <laughs> do some nodes and and see how it goes i guess first of now, all are you guys doing do point doom 2.3 right now uh no we're doing 2.2 2. 
2.2. And you guys are just going to try this. Hopefully, this will be playable for yeah. even if you can't finish uh, Doom 2.3, because I know that's the new challenging rate. How difficult do you think this is going to be, though? Because uh, when Doom 2 was first launched, it was very difficult. And then as time went on, people were to have more and more alliances were to pass it. How difficult do you think Doom 3 is going to be at on launch? Well, 1.1 was harder than 2.0. Uh, so if that's any indication, I would think that 2.3 will probably be harder than 3.0. And there's like, what, eight difficulties in three. So, you know, it's probably going to scale slower. So uh, I would imagine that if you're doing 2.3, you could probably be safe at 3.0, 3.1 at least, I would think. You know, that that's probably what you could expect. And then after that, you might need to invest more into the relevant teams like Bionic Avengers and, you know, level 90 and that kind of stuff. Now I've seen I've seen some reports that say the tags are changing. I've seen some data mines that say they aren't. Uh, do you think that anything for Doom 3 is gonna kill any of our current raid teams that we're using in Doom 2 point whatever? I think mutants gonna struggle even more, I mean, than they kind of already did, unless, uh, unless there's like enemies that can clearly be taken advantage of by that team, which would be like minions and stuff or Gregs and you know, and things like that. But otherwise, wait a minute, you're expecting this struggle more. You did say that Doom <laughs> 2 was easier than Doom 1. So shouldn't Doom 3 be easier than Doom 2? Well, for me, the mutant lane is the one of the most annoying uh, sections. So I, I assume that that's going to get harder. But because uh, they're eventually, I think that they're going to sell us a mutant raid team in the near future. They're pretty old. So I think they're probably next on the block after tech. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but, well, the rumor is that they're the final scourge, the the death scourge. So it's probably a little ways off. So if we're doing the next update is no scourge, the next update has a scourge. The next update doesn't. So we're probably four updates away from a mutant, <laughs> mutant raid team if, uh, if the predictions and everything are true. I'm more interested in actually what the map might look out, look like for Doom Raid 3. Like, is it going to look similar to 2 or the lanes going to be different? The number of lanes, how they cross over and, and things like that. I guess that's what would be interesting to know. So do you think we're going to get that map this Friday or we're going to have to wait till it's <laughs> well, the, the update goes live before we even see any data mines or maps or anything of D D D Doom Raid? I don't remember what they did for Doom Raid 2, but it seems like they've been trying to be a bit more, you know, try to give us information a little bit more earlier, but I, I don't know if they will for Doom Raid. Otherwise, we'll have to wait for the uh, update on msf.gg, probably whenever that map shows up. All right, well, I hope that shows up sooner than when the, uh, the day the update <laughs> drops. Hopefully, get some advanced prep notice for that. All right. Um, so yeah, that that, that I'm, I'm curious to see what what that's gonna do to everybody in their raid teams. Now we do have some alliance war updates coming. It looks like one minor update. This was described in the blog post. Uh, that we updated to war boost and the room that defied def, uh, that provide deflect instead of granting a new positive effect is gonna be called minor deflect if it's from the room. Uh, you're still gonna get deflect if that's coming from the character. Uh, it's not gonna have, the, it's still gonna have that block chance, but it's not gonna have that negating of applying debuffs. So how big of a change do you think this is gonna be in war? I know for some teams, this was big. Uh, I can't remember which teams off the bat, uh, off the top of my head, but this deflect was not letting those debuffs stick. Now it looks like these minor deflects, you're still gonna be able to do that, uh, you know, reduce some of the damage, but you're still gonna be able to take those debuffs. How much of a change do you think that this is going to bring to war? 
I mean, I think it's a nerf. Well, it is a nerf to to, to boosting. De defensive but, is a nerf to defensive teams. Um, I don't. I, you know, in in my alliance and in, in the kind of matches we play, I, I don't know if you know boosts ever really make a big difference. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe in the top alliances, there's like boosts everywhere in every single room. But like, I think some people just forget to boost in the low. You know, it, where I'm it, at. Is it from the boost or is it only the rooms that the provide the deflect? Because it looks like uh, it looks like the providing. Uh, uh, to rooms that uh, provide deflect. Well, maybe uh, or maybe hanger, not with the boost, right? maybe it, not from the characters. I'm not oh. sure. Well, hanger provides deflect on offense, right? So I don't I, unless I don't that know. also is adjusting that. A, I haven't bought a boost or boosted a room in war for a, for months. So I'm not yeah, I, sure. I, I just noticed that part that says the rooms that provide deflect. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's only like hanger on the offense because that's what okay, the buff so that they give. So it's affecting one. <laughs> Right. Or maybe the cargo bay? Like, is that the random buffs? Do they get I don't, I don't, I don't no, remember I'm not what sure all what the rooms do off the top of my head since they made those buff those changes like a few months. I didn't ago, notice so that that wording there the, with the rooms. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, and they're monitoring it. They're the dev team, as they usually do, are closely monitoring these changes to ensure that they have the intended results. What do you expect? The intended results are faster wars, uh, more full clears, or is this is this uh, something to limit our war credits even more. I think for a long time that people have kind of just kind of been met about war, uh, you know, even more so now with Cosmic Crucible. And so maybe it's an attempt to make things easier for everyone, you know, uh, for attacking. So it is a nerf to the defense, but, you know, people don't want to spend right. an excruciating amount of time on war now with other game modes, I guess. I don't know. I like nerfs to the defense, especially anything that uh, nerfs Heroes Fire. <laughs> Except for those oh, people yes. who built those teams, right? So yeah, they didn't build them, so I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the new team. We, we've teased them already enough. Let's or the new game mode coming, Sagas, and all of this is something to change right now, guys. But uh, it looks like there's 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 something after we've unlocked these characters called Sagas, giving more skills, more bonuses, more abilities. And you're gonna need your the team that goes along with that associated Scourge character. So for instance, Morgan Le Fay, you're gonna need the other four Dark Cold characters. Rogue's gonna need the other four Unlimited X-Men, and so on and so on. Apocalypse, we'll get to that in a little bit, but what do you think of this adding more skills to these Scourge characters? I thought the way they would do this is just make them empowered like Thanos. What do you think of this kind of release method for more skills for these horsemen, giving them their synergy that they need? Uh, what are, what are some of the positives that you notice from this and some of the negatives as well? I mean, I guess, it, I mean, it makes it sound like it's not going to be difficult. Like if you have the, the hard requirements, which they're asking for and the difficulties, it makes it sound like you should be able to clear the, the levels, right? And then just scoop up your rewards. So it's, it's, it, it's, it, this, the, it's this, right? Yeah, it's, I, I mean, you're going to have to go through a level, I guess. You're going to have to clear a level of some degree with some enemies on it and stuff. But like, it seems like it shouldn't be hard to do. So it's kind of more that it's the gear tier requirements to get you there. But the, the abilities, all it really does is just allow it to be used across the Horsemen and Apocalypse. I, I thought maybe it might have just added more stuff to the team itself, but it, I don't think it did uh, for Pestilence. Not, not, not what we saw in the example, no. Because in the Morgan Le Fay, all it did was make this go to all uh, Horsemen, this yeah. goes to all Horsemen. So, I mean, maybe maybe some of the future abilities will yeah. extend to other things. But yeah, so far, it's just the uh, extended 
what I think it was a little bit of a disappointment because I would have liked to see maybe it just be a little bit stronger, maybe, you know, and that's kind of like not just the synergy part, but like in general, the skill, maybe not that she needs it necessarily. But, you know, I don't know, maybe with Apocalypse, it gets stronger. And so nothing really changed other than it's just being shared across the team now. All right, well, hopefully the last two ones that we see are uh, make them a little stronger, not just adding the synergy to that stuff. Mm -hmm. um what what uh what 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 is there anything that you like that stood out like oh this is pretty cool with this release method or this this stuff is just maybe more content or is there anything that stood out that you really enjoyed about this this is something different a new type of release method or what, what i think that, well that I, I mean to you? yeah it's 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 a lot of well i think we'll talk about it more in a little bit but i mean i i just think that it's they're now telling you what to build. You know, they're telling you that you need specific characters. And 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 while we kind of knew that already with the Horsemen, I just think that as this is seems to be like the de facto Dark Dimension Six, that yeah, uh, there's <laughs> there's that sort of there's that lack of choice now as to what you're building in your roster and your goals for the next six to nine months. You know, are gonna just be this. So yeah. So uh, the, the, this, this, less this. less flexibility. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I like I like working on some of these teams that I know aren't meta that I just kind of enjoy. And it looks like that is stopped right now. Unless you're going to spend a lot of money on those extra teams. Now we also got the information of the unlock for Apocalypse. Uh, you're going to need to do all of these difficulty or all of these sagas here. And to unlock Apocalypse, you're going to need at the minimum to complete difficulty two on each of those sagas. So this is something they added after that first day. To first unlock Apocalypse, you must complete difficulty two, and that's of all of these other sagas here. Mm -hmm. And unlock the rest of his yellow, uh, and to unlock the rest of his yellow stars and red stars, you must complete difficulty three. So you further requirements for that are a little different than the rest of these scourges. Uh, but for unlocking Apocalypse, gear tier 16 for those characters, ISO eight blue level Four, which is super rare. How many characters do you have? ISO eight level four. I say uh, blue level four. Such a long name. I always forget. Four. That thing. Yeah. Maybe four, four characters. I think. Yeah. I, I think I have four. As I think well. I have four. I think I have four as well. Squirrel girl. <laughs> I both yeah. are for scourge. Agatha, Morgan, yeah. and then Dormammu. Hey, you got Agatha. That's one more character that you need towards Apocalypse. Oh yes, yes. I don't have to worry so. about her at four. <laughs> I just scroll girl too, but now I'm like, well, okay, that's one less I have towards my uh, horseman team, but that's uh, whatever. Yeah, but but you needed that for that big rogue, for that big score in rogue. I, I have so. a set red scroll girl, so you know that was a pretty big stat bump for me. But oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Congratulations on that. All right, um, and difficulty three. This is to get the full stars for apocalypse, the full red stars. You need gear tier seventeen, which is not even in a game yet. ISO eight blue level five, which is not in a game yet. Mm -hmm. And that'll allow you to promote Apocalypse to seven yellow stars. Uh, how, obviously, this is not good, but now we're going to have to uh, gear up some trash teams. What was your reaction when you first saw that? Oh, now I got to gear up Phantom X and Dazzler and Scarlet Witch just to unlock Apocalypse. How, how did that make you feel when you first saw this? Well, for gear tier 15, doesn't feel that bad. But knowing that I will have to gear tier 17 Scarlet Witch makes me want to throw up my mouth. And uh, Phantom X as well not is not as, very not good as, either. Not as bad as Phantom X and Dazzler, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, still, I think Dazzler is actually the best of all of those. Uh, I think Scarlet Witch and Phantom X are, are on the bottom. Dazzler's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, she she's got more use. It's she's got team. support. It's her team. It's her team. It's her team. It's her team. Not her. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, like it just it, it, it's going to be my last character. It's obviously to do, but it's just still it's not going to feel good. Even when I do it, I don't think it's going to feel good that I have to G seventeen Scarlet Witch. I'm be like, oh god, like, I'm going to feel terrible clicking that button. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. The rest of the characters not that bad, but Scarlet Witch, Phantom X, not so not so good. All right, uh, but are you only going to invest in your Scourge teams now? That's what some of the um, community is saying. You you said it yourself. It's kind of telling you what to build. Are you gonna go outside of box or and, and thinking, oh, this is this is so far down the road, I have time to build the teams that I want, or are you limiting your resources and only building scourge teams at this point and and teams to unlock the next scourge character? I think I'll be investing less in the scourge teams. I think that now that we know that uh, we're gonna have two passes of each event before the saga goes live, I think that means that and, and there's no star rank associated does, did, with, did, with did, Apocalypse. Did that, that? did that say that though? Oh, yeah, actually, actually, yeah, because because you, this will be on the second run and then yeah. after. OK, so, yeah. So so the you know, for me, I was like pushing to get six star on Morgan and on on Rogue. But now I feel like I don't really need to like I would be comfortable. I would be completely fine with a five star, you know, for example, on the first pass, because I know that, you know, the a the star levels don't matter. And B, that I have to wait till the second pass anyways before the saga unlocks, which will probably get me a six star on the second pass. So I don't think I want to build the Scourge characters as high as I did recently. You know, I did like gear tier 15, level 87 yeah. for all of my young Avengers. That's what I'm at right now. And I don't think that for Heroes Guardians, if they're the main team for, for the third one, I'm not going to take them up as high as I did my young Avengers. I'll probably do like gear 14, mm. level 80-ish maybe, but I'm not going to put that gear in because I need to save those resources for my horseman teams, you know, that are mandatory now. Yeah, so, that makes sense. I, like I, I'm okay with scoring less in the event, in the Scourge event, because the star ranks aren't as imperative now as I thought they might have been, because a lot of us thought maybe we needed a six star in order to unlock Apocalypse, but now that that's out the window, I don't think you need to push. Unless you're a, a huge spender, I don't think you need to push your rank as much anymore. There's just not so, much of a... I, I guess that's one of the good things with this, right? We're trying to find some good things letting us know all this information this far in advance so you can kind of plan your next few scourge runs uh you know that it's gonna be a choice you're only have so much gear so it's do you do this team for right now or do you save it for the future so i guess that that's a positive thing one thing i do want to discuss and we started discussing this a little bit before we started recording was dark dimension now that we're kind of limited on our teams limited on our gear uh, and limited on the ISO 8 that we could equip on these characters. Does this change anything for newer players that ha still have not completed uh, whatever Dark Dimension that they still are trying to get past? Does this change what teams they build up and should they only be focused on Scourge teams for Dark Dimension at this point? I think where possible, if you're considering gear tier 16, you should either use uh, horseman team characters. So right now, that would be Darkhold and Unlimited X-Men, which unfortunately, a lot of them are global. Um, but other than that, you could then, uh, you know, do Scourge, Node 5 and 10 type characters. So Young Avengers, Web Warriors, uh, maybe maybe even Hero Asgardians. You know, I don't know. Uh, but you would want to cross build as much as possible so it's not wasted. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll get some city and cosmic characters in the next two Scourges from the Horseman teams. And so maybe there's more cross building in that way. Uh, She-Hulk might be getting the rework. So she's city. So that might be an option, maybe, if a rework is decent. That'll be good. To take her so that you're building, you're you're killing two birds with one stone here by building for both. So maybe that's even what if it's power slower, armor's for. Yeah, well, maybe that's what power armor's for. <laughs> you know, like even if it's humans. slower, 
because they might not be the most ideal choices in Dark Dimension yeah. 5, but, you know, as long as you're killing two birds with one stone, I think at the end of the day, you're going to fare better, I think, personally. Now, are you only recommending that for the teal gear and up- upping to gear tier 16 or some of the previous Dark Dimensions that require orange gear, Dark Dimension 4, 3, and so on? I mean, I mean that's tough. I mean, for for three, I I feel that like gear tier fourteen is fairly accessible, so you can be more flexible if you want to. If you really, really want to, you know, you know, maximize your cross crossover, that you could go four, five, and or three, four, and five with you know the horseman characters if you have them available oh, to you. I guess. Oh, oh. That'll be, that'll be a walkthrough if you could get those characters. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that you still want to focus on your Notes 5 and 10 Scourge team characters, which are a lot of them are actually, you know, Young Avengers is a good team. Uh, so they're, I think three of them are cities, so that's, you know, viable in the city lanes, and there's some global characters. I don't know if that goes very good, but, you know, you should try to maximize your cross-building, I think, is the point here. Only, web, possible. only web Warriors, because they're a Morgan Le Fay Scourge team. For city, and then uh, I can't think of any good cosplay. It looks, you know, if the rumors are true, maybe not the Scourge unlock teams, but at least the Horsemen teams themselves. Yeah, looks like it's gonna be global for if if War is coming, the uh, Red Hulk mm-hmm. is coming, and the Gamma team. They're probably all global. And if the other rumor is true about Archangel and Excalibur coming, they're probably all global too. So a lot of global teams for the Horsemen teams themselves. So hopefully some of these yeah. Scourge teams get some variety. So, so global and legendary is fine there, but City and Cosmic, there there might be some. Uh, otherwise, like 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 Evil Strange, I call him Evil Strange. Uh, She-Hulk is City maybe, and then otherwise just try to take options that are Node Five Ten characters. So Web Warriors, Young Avengers, uh, Heroes Guardians, even like Thor and Mighty Thor. You know a combo there. Or, or even the Eternals, because I've they've they've come sure, into play yeah. in all of the scourges. Maybe not Node Five and Ten, but in, yeah. they've been they've been very oh, valuable absolutely. for me in all of the the scourges. Once oh, they're both, made farmable, both scourges that I've done. <laughs> Once you can farm them. Yeah, yeah. And if if the, if the rumors are true, I guess they're not rumors. If if the blog post from early March was true, that they, they should be farmable very soon. All right. I hope so. I, I hope so as well. <laughs> all right, so not only are we getting all this uh, difficulty unlock and the plans that we have to do right now, but we're also getting awakened abilities. And we started touching on these already, uh, at least for the ones that described it. It looks like it extends whatever the ability is doing to the horsemen as well. Uh, how how excited for these costumes and new abilities are you? And how grindy is it going to be to get to ISO 8 level 5? blue because we're needing a lot of characters that need that and it's it's really hard to get characters up to level four right now so how grind is this gonna be how excited for costumes are you and uh will these abilities go to other other uh characters make these things stronger uh is i mean for me it seemed like it's not 100 percent clear about the blue iso 5 like other than the uh horseman saga where else it might come from um so i believe in the blog it, i thought i thought that it said that there was enough for the horsemen themselves so like for morgan for for rogue etc yeah. but then you also need blue level five for the team for apocalypse difficulty three or just yeah. the horsemen that's why i mean maybe gearing so, would be fine but you gotta be really selective on this iso 8 blue uh, level four and five characters because this is what you're gonna need for these these unlocks I think we're going to get blue four in Doom Raid three. I think that's probably where it's going to come from. They're going to open up more there, I think. Wait, wait. Is it going to be level four ISO 8 blue as reward and the requirement for 
Doom three like it was for Doom. No. 2. Oh, it'll be it'll be probably like Blue three to enter, and then maybe at the higher difficulties it might be Blue four, but I think it'll start at Blue three and reward right. Blue four. I hopefully, right. I can see them having that as a reward and the unlock. That's <laughs> we'll be able to do it then. Like we have like four characters. <laughs> Well, th that's where the credit card code comes from. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, uh, what this about this character? What about this costume? I know this is just uh, the first of four. Does this excite you for what's coming for Rogue or the other two horsemen? I mean, I mean they're neat. Um, you know, I don't think costumes are a high priority for the players. I don't think uh, it's nice. You know, like I'm glad that they did a nod to change how they looked for Apocalypse. Yeah. So that's I expected that, I think. Uh, so that's fine. And I like it. I like it. It's weird that I guess it's the costume itself is locked behind that difficulty three. Like I feel like that I don't know. Well, I guess the, the, it's it's <laughs> it's to know know that you're dealing with a uh, horseman of apocalypse and not just Which, normal Morgan Le Fay. This is you can a, still get horseman. you can get baby apocalypse and still not have the skin. Because Apocalypse Difficulty 2, which you get the unlock, is gear tier 16 before the costume's unlocked. So you'll still have the horseman uh, team just without the costume, so it'll still look well, weird maybe, then. Well, maybe, maybe you have the unlock, but you don't have any characters with all the right stuff in there. Uh, is that possible? Sure. I, don't, I don't know if that's possible, uh, now that I'm saying that out loud, but anyway. You might still be able to get the costume even before Apocalypse is unlocked, so gear tier 17 for Darkhold before Apocalypse hey, releases. we might be able to get the costume for her. Actually, no, we, we don't have gear tier 17. I was going to say next, next soon, time, so but no, we don't, have, people, we don't have gear tier 17 yet. People with credit cards, you know, they'll just swipe away for gear tier 17 minis, right? And so yes. they might get it sooner. Yes, yes. But we'll find out. All right, so that is what's coming up. Uh, we'll see how grindy it is. We'll see if any of these new abilities do anything more than just synergize with the rest of the horsemen on Apocalypse. And uh, I don't know. I kind of like these costumes. But let's move on to this event that just ended, this Famine Scourge event for Rogue. Uh, they fixed the leaderboard. At least they say they did. I didn't notice any problems on, uh, other than a visual bug when claiming the thing. You know, the rewards were supposed to be like 15 times 9 shards, but it just said 15. But when you actually claimed it, it was correct. Did you notice any other issues with the leaderboards and the rankings and the and uh, all the rewards that we got? I know there was like one person that had their own rank. I don't know if you ever noticed that. If you were looking at the 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 rank, it, I don't know if it's still up in the game or not. But like, there was um, one person with their own ranking. Just one person. Anymore. It's not in a game anymore. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> it, uh, it's funny. It was like, I don't remember where, it was something under 2000, and it was like just one person standalone who I guess had his own special score because, you know, they, he I, they talked about... Yeah. He had his actually work. Yeah. He had his efficiency bonus actually work. Everybody else, <laughs> yeah. no efficiency bonus. <laughs> so I think it's funny that he had his own unique reward, basically, for this event. And so the, I guess this was like for all the people who did D9 and D10 and, you know, had no efficiency score and stacked yes. up, you know, the same points right and and that wasn't me i didn't do d9 so i was in like the i don't know 2200 or something because i did like d8 maximum scourges okay oh, um jeez that sounds that sounds harder <laughs> to me than difficulty <laughs> nine dude well I, you know i only did three runs of it but you know okay. it's there is something that they're gonna have to think about for not only the third scourge but also the rerun of uh morgan because if d9 and 10 is gonna be more i don't want to say normal but if more people are doing it then they're gonna need to start thinking about uh people stacking up at the same points 
I mean, I so, think that was their intention, right? That's why they invented those tiebreakers and all that efficiency bonus in the first place. Testing is important, though, to make sure it's actually working when it goes live in the game, because I don't think it was supposed to be like that. And isn't was, that your oh, guys' job? That's your guys' job to test that, isn't oh, it? that is our job. We're, we're the envoys. We're supposed to test <laughs> yeah. that. It's our fault, guys. We're sorry it didn't work. We didn't, actually, we did let them know. So anyway, got to know. <laughs> The battles take too long. I think that's the problem, though, right? Is because there is no efficiency score once you finish it because yeah. D9 and 10 is taking so long to clear that nobody's getting extra points. So how much time did you spend on this Scourge run? I know you said you did three runs. How yeah. many runs is that compared to what you did for uh, Morgan Le Fay? Way less. I think uh, for Morgan, I just did a lot of incremental changes to my Scourges. This time I I just did uh, a clean run to get her unlocked. I did one run, which was like maybe a hundred, you know, half the Scourges. And then I did a third run, which was like almost everything. Oh, three total runs. Yeah. It, oh, it, but too. for Morgan, I did a lot. No, I did like 10 for Morgan, probably. I, did, I was doing like a run every day for Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so, oh, I got to get a little higher score. I'm dropping the rankings. Let me put on extra Scourges. This time I was like, you know what? Screw it. As, if I get the six star, I'm happy. I wanted. I did two run, uh, th two clean runs. I did a six, then or I did a seven, then I did an eight, and then I finally did a nine, and that was it. That was all I. I did. think it was the character because Morgan was an arena team, right, with Darkhold. Whereas, yeah. you know, I think maybe maybe people cared a little bit less about Rogue because she wasn't arena. Uh, she wasn't an arena team meta. And I don't know, maybe people just felt differently about Rogue than they did about Morgan. As far as the uh, wider game, you know, the, the team, the impact of the team. So I was thinking people were doing what I was doing. Like, you know what? That took way too long last time. I'm just going to do one good run and screw mm -hmm. everything else. And that's that's kind of what I did. And I enjoyed it a lot more. You know, it was, it was fun for me. Did you enjoy this past Scourge event? Uh, I like the uniqueness of the different scourges. I don't remember, you know, I did do most of the new ones because they, they are making unique ones for each scourge. Like there was some with name references to Rogue, you know, like gloves mm. off and things like that. So yeah. uh, they are adding a few extras. It, it wasn't broken as far as I'm aware. You know, it was a fairly and On the first day there were some, but I think they fixed them pretty quickly. The, the, it wasn't the because they didn't release the event on a Friday like they did for Morgan and then went home and then let <laughs> it... let imagine. it. Let it fester for four days. But. They're learning. They're learning. We got to be happy with that. They're not, so, not doing that on Friday. I mean, the next problem is that we have uh, the, the the event starting on Saturday for Valkyrie. I know we're not talking about that probably, but hey, hopefully we, there's we nothing. Kind of are. About we kind that. of are. We kind of are. <laughs> Don't release events on a Saturday on a weekend when they go home. Ugh. But I think that's why Rogue was a little bit better because they, they had time this time though. <laughs> they they were able to fix things in a timely manner. I guess let's say that. Yeah. Uh, so this this I, I I found this event very good. Now, as far as Rogue, she was not expected to be meta everywhere, but I think she is. After after everybody got their normal stars on her, put her around, and even even at just three gold stars, people were reporting, man, she is strong everywhere. Uh, how strong is she? Is she better than you expected, or just looking at her kit, you knew how strong she was going to be? I think she, I mean, she's definitely a really good character. Uh, one thing that I'm hoping, you know, you remember when there was that that bug? Well, the the special said it was two energy costs. Part oh, yeah. of me was like, when Apocalypse comes out, are they gonna like adjust 
I don't know, like things like that. Like maybe give her back the two. That would be bonkers. But like well, if they gave her back the two. Maybe he's energy. He's like his natural. Yeah, who knows, smaller. right? Uh, because it made me wonder, like, why was that even in the kit to begin with? If, if maybe, maybe it will be too energy it, with it, the box. It might have just been a typo. It might have just been a simple be. typo, bro. <laughs> the other interesting thing is that since we're getting the uh, the second run of, of Pestilence and then the Saga, so when we get those ability upgrades, which are at Gear Tier 15, that's going to cross over with Rogue. So if you're using Rogue in place of Scarlet Witch, now all of the buffs that uh, that Morgan has is now going to be given to Rogue. Oh you know? my goodness! Yeah, so you won't like need 50 Scarlet Witch. hit points and things like that. You won't need Scarlet Witch anymore once you get yeah. Morgan left so, up to So that levels. sounds like I don't know if this is going to happen, but it sounds like maybe that the Horsemen are going to be so good that you're slowly going to add each one into the team in the arena. You know, even just picking other people out, yeah. like they're going to have a kit so strong. That they'll maybe the next person to be dumped will be Doctor Strange. Uh, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah for that's, war. That's the next weakest on the team. Yeah, because yeah, because then, now that you're getting the buffs, the the synergy buffs, they're now being and and by the time, I don't know, maybe towards after war sometime we're going to get the second run of famine, right? And so Rogue's buffs are now going to get transferred to not only Morgan but everyone oh else as goodness. well. This, this apocalypse so everything just everywhere. snowballs. It snowballs, and I, I didn't think about that until actually in this video you know, when we're doing this. Is that you know the upgrades are also going to affect everywhere. Rogue. If you think about it, Morgan Le Fay is dominating arena. Rogue's dominating Crucible. The rumors for Red Hulk supposed to dominate War, and the rumors for uh, Arcane was supposed to dominate Raids, and that's all mm -hmm. four game modes. If they extend all that synergy to each one of them, and Apocalypse has a strong kit overall. Right. What I mean, I mean, be, I would, what is going to beat this team? I was looking at Morgan's uh, passive. Like, so what does she give to the other horsemen? She gives 50% health and 100% resistance. So Rogue's going to get 50% more hit points with Morgan and then 100% resistance. What is Rogue going to What's Rogue going to give Morgan? I mean, I don't know. Are you in the game? Can you click on the passive? Like, what's likely to transfer to the horsemen? Pro could be the spawn. spawn two turns yeah, safeguard could be. on spawn. Maybe the taunt portion. Maybe they'll taunt uh, off of. She'll taunt off of horsemen allies. Oh my goodness! You know, yeah, so who they're, knows? They're right? gonna with get the crazy. They're gonna get crazy. More oh, that, health, damage. More damage. damage. Oh my go goodness! That's so crazy. You know, when they get those upgrades to the abilities, all of this is now gonna go over to the other horsemen too. And so, yeah, as we move through the game, point. it's really just gonna upgrade the arena. So that's kind of interesting. How crazy would have been if that wasn't a misprint for her cooldown under special? If it actually was two turns. <laughs> she tossed two as, turns. As good as, like as she is right now, how crazy would it have been with that? It would have been too broken, I think. Because, like, <laughs> it, it, her her taunt lasts for two turns. All the buffs last for two turns. She'd permanently have all of those buffs. Yeah. It'd be so broken. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Rogue is good and going to get even better and better. Let's talk about this upcoming or the event going on right now, this space viking milestone which looks like it's not completable we have a few more yeah. days of this uh seven thousand points from the web each day that's fourteen thousand points that brings us to 134,000 points which means we're just going to be short of this do you think that was intentional with them giving out all these summer of thunder milestones do you think that was a uh error when they when they tried to make this a little friendlier and uh, gave us less points for all this or, uh, or yeah, I guess that's either two. Was that intentional or, or done on purpose? Uh, part of me doesn't feel that their math department is always uh, knowing, you know, what their numbers add up to. However, I think that, yeah, I think they want us to spend. 
I think they want us to spend to get those uh, two orbs. I don't know how much that is. Five dollars US maybe to, to make the difference. It's like five bucks yeah. or ten bucks. Uh, it's, it's not very expensive for the two orbs that you need. And but I guess what's disappointing is that they ne you know they never address the bugs, which is like the the six thousand uh, points that you got up for free in the in sure. day one of the event. Yeah, what are the Sunday with that? Because from people, the other some people have this completed already because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not fair, but they have a tendency of uh, sweeping these kind of things under the rug. Do you think that's what they're going to do with this one now? I wouldn't, you know, if you're someone who wants to get those 2080 and you're thinking about spending five bucks to clear it, I probably wouldn't hold out on them giving compensation to do it because there's no guarantee that it's going to happen. So, yeah. Do you think this was their plan along or this was their adjusted plan based on the Summer of Thunder <laughs> giving those out for free? Yeah, I, I think it was. Like, I, but to be fair, like if we go back and talk to like, you know, probably on a news video that I did with you, you know, how I thought about these events being free to play completable. And honestly, back in May, I didn't think that the final milestones would be because they look like whale milestones, right? Fully yeah. crafted teal gear. And yeah. so I never expected those to be. And I think we're kind of moving back to where I thought originally was that it probably won't be that final milestone won't be free to play completable anymore going ah. forward, Ugh. which sucks. But I, but that's kind of what I thought to be because they're you know two fully crafted pieces is a lot of money in scopely dollars. But it's also so, a lot of time spent grinding these events for an entire month. I think that is worth the trade off uh, from a player and from Scopely's perspective. For those light spenders, I think you know if you are up to date with all of your Mjolnir fragments, I think it's probably worth spending the five bucks to get the twenty eighty to then eventually get those fully crafted you know teal pieces if you've done everything. Uh, that's probably worth the trade-off, but you I know, I don't... I think it's worth the trade-off if you know what you're getting, but you're buying those Mjolnir pieces. They may have enough one-core offers for you. They may not. They may still not be completable. That's that's why it's that's, a big question mark, right? Uh, you know, for 2080 is a lot. So if you're not going to get those 2080, I don't think you're going to make it up, though. Like, I don't think there's enough time to make up 2080 uh, in one-core offers. It's just not going to happen. So I think you need that to clear it. Um... That's, That's just point. my opinion, though. I've been I've been tracking the uh, the total amount of points and stuff over the month. I always do that. So we're we're actually everything that's made available right now we're short 2400 but i think that that 2400 is going to come from the party in paradise event which we're going to talk about on the weekend uh that's for the weekend and i think that's where the rest of the points are going to come out from okay yeah we're, we're getting some decent rewards and it looks kind of confusing this party uh this party event let's let's talk about that event because we know some of the details right now we have data mine a bunch of the other details and we've discussed those previously but it looks like this is a normal character campaign event release here we see the hammer of the gods event it looks like it are also some milestones associated with opening these party orbs now just talking about this event, because that's what we know about for sure. Uh, what what characters are you recommending for some of these newer players with this party animal trait for them to complete it? Uh, because, you know, all of these events for longer time players, full auto, just putting your five strongest characters. But for yep. some mid-game players, probably have to do a little more theory crafting to complete these. What, what party animal character stand out for you right now absolutely squirrel girl uh she is available quite early on in the game uh my baby account which, which i have a new one is level 52 and I'm, I'm i'm farming squirrel girl which means that she's very early accessible she's okay. a really great character she's young avengers we need for scourge um scourge. if you have gambit for scourge so that's good yeah yeah if you want if you can double up or triple up on any upgrades that's great Webber, uh, gambit Gambit, if you got the free unlock from the Gambit. login calendar, you should definitely do that. Okay. Mighty Thor is an option too, because everyone got four star for free, right? So I mean yeah. that's unlocked. 
and yeah. you know any uh web uh, scarlet spider Warriors, if you have them like avengers you Kate bishop yeah so there's, there's some good choices and i would take the ones that are going to be more used A-Force, in other uh, content a force character no, here are they <laughs> no i was skip they're Nico. great for sacrificing no <laughs> scarlet spider kate bishop squirrel girl bishop you know uh, mighty thor Basically, Other basically ones any Scourge Horseman yeah, teams basically. or any Scourge Unlocks teams. All right, those are the yeah. characters there. I agree with that. All right, now this event, we, we talked about it. We've seen bits and pieces of the data mine. There's orbs you have to open. Uh, what are you doing to prepare for this uh, party animal uh, event that's coming up? Uh, well, thank you for asking, because I think it's a bit of a two for one, I think, right here, because we have to consider the uh, the Valkyrie campaign event at the same time, because obviously you get those party animal orbs from the Valkyrie event. So you need yes. to understand or you you have to think, I guess, very early on, how many cores am I going to spend? I being, you know, the player yes. in, in the event. So are you someone who does 200 cores daily, you know, in campaign events? Do you do more? You know, and that's going to tell you how many party animal orbs you get. And so I'm going to have a, a math video related to this because nice. I already put out my I already put out my campaign event video, uh, you know, which kind of shows you the math on how to get to five star Valkyrie. But that also depends on how many par- uh, party animal orbs you're going to have. And yeah. then that's going to transfer to the math numbers for the actual party in paradise event. Right. Because yeah. you that's the primary source of these orbs is going to be the campaign event. And so how many cores are you willing to put into this event is probably the biggest question. And you should start. You should have a goal in mind from the beginning, I guess. OK. What are what are you doing personally? 200, uh, 200 refreshes, hundred refreshes I, on the campaign energy. What are what are you, what are you planning to do personally? I, I normally do two hundred energy daily on the campaign events, but I think that's also going to depend on uh, what the thresholds are for the milestone for this event, which we'll find out probably in the blog tomorrow, which is kind of late, but uh, very late. Uh, I thought we would find out about it last <laughs> week, considering this event going that's coming this week. <laughs> So, like, how many cores do I need to spend to get to the Mjolnir Fragment goal? And I'll probably, as long as it's not too high, I'll probably... Because you do get points for spending power cores as well. Okay. Just flat out power cores, which is a good two for one. All of, so all of the information we have is all data mined, right? So all that yeah. can be thrown out the window tomorrow. Is, everything in this game is subject to change. <laughs> but... You know, so if you are getting points for power core spending, then by spending power cores in the campaign event, you're doubling up. And so you want to you'll you get more party animal orbs and you get more points. And so that's probably the best place to put your cores. Uh, you could also, you know, core regular energy, you know, because we need the XP for levels and things like that if you want to yeah. do that. So you could do like 200 for your campaign and your regular energy and then 200 for the the campaign. If you have enough cores to do that, you know, like 400 daily, I probably will do 400 daily over. Okay. Hour, a week or whatever the the duration of the 400, event. 400 total cores daily or up to the 400 refreshes. And then, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I just thought about this, but the Party in Paradise event is how many days? Uh, it's probably seven. I don't remember off the top of my head. The, the campaign event is 15 days. Oh, it's 15 days? Campaign events are always 15 days. And so there's a disconnect here because you're not going to get all of the party animal orbs that you would normally get out of the campaign if it cuts out, you know, if they're not the same duration. Okay, so, oh, we got to recalculate all this stuff. So don't open any party animal orbs. When this event goes live, don't want to be any orbs until the associated orb opening is live well i mean that the full valkyrie event will probably be longer than the party in paradise event which means you'll need to kind of spend more cores up front on the the valkyrie event while this party in paradise event is active 
if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, I guess I was kind of hoping it's that, a it, bit would, confusing, that we, it would come in a second seven days, but yeah, it's probably coming, it's probably coming it's this be, weekend. Like, yeah, it should be this so. week. It's a mess. It's a mess, but we'll hope for the best. Uh, there's the gauntlets in there that's worth 10,000 points in the Party in Paradise event. So that's a real, you know, that's an important goal to get to. And hopefully we yeah. can get there free to play. I, I hope so as well. I hope we don't have to buy a few. The Gambit one was a little. The Gambit raid ten thousand points. You know, we had a, a huge problem with the or glitter bracelet. Or maybe we could right? just buy a so. five dollar offer at the end of this and get get all the second rewards for that. That'll be I'm awesome. Oh, sorry. I, did. <laughs> I really hope that this doesn't happen again. That that was a really terrible bug, and uh, that not if you got it, to take advantage of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I already cleared the Dazzler event if we're talking about that as well, yeah, you know. I but mean, I cleared the whole thing as well. I'm not that mad that people got that for free. <sighs> I just don't know how these things happen. You know, it's it's, it's really they're just... Lazy. just they're lazy. They're yeah. lazy. Come on. We've been playing this game for a while. We should know they're lazy. I shouldn't get surprised anymore, but sometimes, uh, you know, I do. All right. Let's, let's move on, because... Any other week, this would have been the major topic of the week. This is like our fifth or sixth major topic that we're discussing, though. The Bionic Avengers coming to the game looks to be the solution for the tech raid. Deathlocks looks very strong. Vision looks very strong. We've seen the Hulkbuster uh, kit just a few days before that. How how excited for this team are you, considering now we know about the apocalypse and considering that we haven't had this tech raid solution for a long time? So double double-edged sword, but how excited for this team are you? I am really excited for them to be an auto-raid team because for how much energy they're chucking out, I honestly think that you can just auto-raid sim. At least earlier Doom Raids, like Doom Raid 1 and 2, no problem yeah. doing an auto. Because there's so... Every every uh, every attack has, like, ability energy chucked out. So, All the characters, right? <laughs> you know, I think this is very friendly for raid simming because they should, internally, by the AI, hopefully, you know, get their energy back and therefore every node should be a bit easier. And just like how Web Warriors, you know, the Ghost Spider gives what two energy to everyone on spawn yeah. that kind of you know that makes them a bit more auto friendly or raid yeah. friendly a sim friendly um for doom raid 3 i mean we'll find out i don't even know if they'll give us a sim option for doom raid 3 right away it might just be all oh. manual i mean i, I don't think you, mad if they did that i want to be you shouldn't sim it probably but i mean I, I don't know if they'll even give us the option so yeah so this this, this but, yeah very very solid strong. team yeah, that, that was my question when we first saw these kits revealed. Are we even going to play with this team, or is this a team that we're going to sim and, and kind of like a war <laughs> defense team just have and not really use? It's, it's, they're, they're very strong. I guess the other question for this team, will they still be relevant for Doom 3? Maybe not for simming, but will these guys be able to take on Doom 3, reliably beat it for you? I think the problem will come into the, uh, you know, how many shards are we getting for these new characters? Because that's always a problem. Because if we're talking about three yellow characters that free to play anyways uh, are getting, they might, their stats might not stack up well enough compared to some of the existing characters we have at like seven yellow, right? True. Um, are they that good at the three yellow stage that they'll overcome everything that we currently have uh, to replace them? And. Web Warriors, they kind of did anyways. We had this question with Web Warriors, and I think that they were better than Sibius, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, so the answer is probably yes, that we'll still use them in Doom Raid 3. But whenever a new character comes out, I'm always concerned about, you know, how many shards are we getting for these events, for these characters? Are we getting a three star? Are we getting a four star? Are we getting a two star? Sometimes, you know. Well, it's, it's all what the AI recognizes, right? And will the AI think these guys are strong enough, even with those low gold stars, to give us our full sim with 
everything, uh, all our energy and our health topped off? Or does the AI think, oh, yeah, these guys need the stars on them. They, they can't mm -hmm. sim it. Uh, as far as red stars, I think there's, <laughs> there's uh, value for each of these characters. You know, the traditional red star character in the past was also the damage dealer. Deathlock looks like he's going to be the damage dealer on this team. Uh, second yep. to that was the protector. Hulkbuster looks like the protector and all the crazy barrier that he's throwing around. And then you got the healer on this team. You know, the more max health she has, the more healing she's doing whenever uh, a Bionic Avenger gains ability energy. So is are you leaning more towards the healer, the damage dealer, or the protector for this team? As far as uh, who you're targeting with some of your higher red stars, like a seven red, seven red elite or six red elite, who, who would be your primary one? I mean, I don't spend money, so my goals are normally to get a four or five red. So I don't, okay. I actually don't pull six or sevens anymore unless it's for I'm saving mine for a character that I personally really want and that I might spend so on. None of these are worthy of a six or seven for you. No, not for me, okay. because you have to well, you have to ask yourself, are you going to get those stars? So if you're going to spend heavily, then sure, you know, pull a okay. six. But if, if you're not, if you're free to play, you're very unlikely to get anything more than a four unless okay. it's a campaign event character. So you got to keep that point. in mind. The farmability, it takes months. Exactly. It takes so long to farm them, right? Yeah. So as long as you get a four, I think you should be fine. Uh, if you get a five and you want to spend some money or, or cores, because some people do spend the 675 cores, I do it for the corps sometimes, uh, then, you know, go for that. So I, I think I'll be unlocking early. Whoever I think one of these might be the month-long event, and whoever that is, I will uh, use my cores to unlock them early because I don't okay. want to wait. Okay, nice, nice. Oh, so the, so the, the character like a Jane Foster or a Dazzler or yeah. a Spider-Woman, that's you're gonna unlock early. I didn't do it for Spider-Woman and Dazzler, but I did do it for Mighty Thor. And, and then I got the four star. So nice. I, I have like almost six star Mighty Thor as a result Ooh. now. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, these guys look like they're gonna be dominating the new tech section. And the older character that uh, is was sort of needed for the tech section, uh, got farmable yesterday. So does this mean that Starlord T'Challa <laughs> is now uh, is totally out of the meta, not that they made him farmable, or does he still have value for some players? Not everyone really used him in Doom Ray Tech. I mean, like some people in my alliance did, some people didn't. I don't think you had to have him, but he's fun. I used him in Dark Dimension 5. You know, I, I like him as a character. I just wish I had more resources to like side projects like I, I i would have done the ravagers just for fun yeah. and I, I think they were a fun rework and i, I think they're a fairly good rework actually but i just didn't have the resources to spend on it and so that's disappointing so i, I don't know how much value people are going to get out of t'challa like in a couple of months time um if you haven't built up already then it gives you that ability to get the star levels on him which is you know you'll if you still use them then you'll you'll still use them and he'll be stronger i guess you know, you know where i had a lot of value for star with t'challa <laughs> In the gambit raids he was he was like my yeah, yeah, no, one of the best right. him and yondu i hear yeah, yondu with, with yondu yeah and probably yeah. even better than silver surfer yeah uh, no Star absolutely was definitely mvp now they did say that they're making more characters farmable star lord t'challa was on that list do you think they're doing a good job of keeping their word since that early may uh, blog post that they're going to make more characters farmable. They, they're knocking characters <laughs> off the list and T'Challa is, is one of them. Are they keeping their word with the farmability? Well, let me ask you, what does keeping their word mean? Is that means two characters a month? Does that mean more than two characters a month? Because all they're really doing is two a month at as, this stage. As long as, as long as they're putting more out than they're putting in to the unfarmable category, I think well, they're, they're keeping not. Their word. 
Yeah, they're, they're not, not doing it. So, so what do you, you know, think? It, what do you think they need to do to keep their word? Is it is it the simple explanation like me, or just more out than in, or is it something more it, complicated? It, well, we're so far behind now because I keep a running tally on this. I, I have you know every maybe every two weeks I do a video on this, and you know we're in the hole about twelve characters farmable. You know, so that we need twelve more characters to be farmable now to be at a good spot. Which to me, a good spot is like. Four months behind, like like four months to farmable. That's a reasonable thing, I think. Uh, anything like six to eight months or or more, that's yeah. really unreasonable. And so they would have to bulk. And I, I use a Costco reference here. Like we need to make characters bulk bulk farmable now in order to clean up the mess that we're in. And I don't know how we get there because two a month is not enough. Three a month would take a very long time. So we would need like. As much as I hate to say it, you know, like six or seven people shoved into the Cosmic Crucible store mm. and, you know, some other methods on top of that to start cleaning up this mess. You know, well, that's the only way, I think. If they did three a month, that would just be catching up to co their commitment from those like five or six months that they did one character release per month. Well, they're still releasing so three a month, releasing three a month. So three, even three farmable a month is just keeping is just keeping even. It's not I know, getting I better. I know in July, they've only released one character. In July, they've only released, but in June, they released three, so. Uh, yeah, we've only we've only had one my, in July. I, I don't know, my, my I have a spreadsheet for this. Yeah, <laughs> I have a spreadsheet Jane, Jane for Foster, everything. Jane Foster was technically in June. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, they, you know, they, but I, 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 sorry, you're right. Yeah, you know, in June there was kind, yeah, there was kind was of three. three. It was three. Uh, but it, I know that I mean, my Amazon sponsorship. This, it kind of needs to be releases. four. Like the, it needs to be four at this pace that we're four currently at. And so there's yeah. still a, there's still a, a big problem. And I, I don't know how long it's going to take for them to clean it up. But if if it keeps getting worse, it's not fixing the problem. And I want to say really quick before we move on uh, that if they don't make the Scourge characters farmable before the second pass of the event, I'm going to be very unhappy. So if we don't get Scarlet Spider before the second edition of Pestilence, oh I'm going to be very unhappy. Ah, it looks like she's coming this. It looks like it's coming next patch. And I don't the, see the, any plans the for Scarlet clock is Spider. Ticking. So I want to see Boylan boiling yeah. about this because I, I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> One more. I'm going to boil over in two weeks when uh, Emma Frost hits her second year anniversary. Oh my goodness, that's been two years already. It's going to be two years in like two and a half weeks. That Seasonal Aura has been there for two yeah, years. That's exactly it. And I'm going to have a rage video probably if, she's, if she hasn't been moved. Right. That, that, you so. think, if you're not already doing the boiling point on a weekly basis, you should. <laughs> there's enough content for that to happen. All right. Um, we have a quick Robo Blitz coming. We also have Chaos Theory coming. And the question I used to always have fun asking, are, are you spending your silver or gold promo credits or are you gonna hoard them? Um, I actually just five read uh, Iron Man and Vision, or sorry, Iron Man, I had Vision ready. Uh, okay, so I did nice. it to Iron Man nice. and I, I normally just save it at this point for reworks because, you know, like, like I said earlier on, you know, the likelihood of getting a new character free to play to five red, five yellow, sorry, is low. And it takes so long for them to become farmable that, you know, I'm just going to get my silvers back by that point anyways. So That's interesting point. The best use of your credits these days for free to play players is rework characters because you're probably going to have them at five to seven yellow, right? Because they've been around for a while. Now, did you do that upgrade to Iron Man before or after the announcement of Apocalypse and the Scourge characters? 
as soon as I heard the Bionic Avengers announcement, okay. so before, yeah, I that guess. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. There I had a lot, though. I, I had like 600, 700 silver, so oh I was like, okay, goodness. whatever. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Any other characters that you're thinking of taking up, or are you just going to keep hoarding them for reworks? Um, I mean, Normal Hulk? There, there's characters I would, yeah, maybe, maybe She-Hulk and regular, no, I don't know what I have for regular Hulk. She-Hulk, I think I only have a four, so okay. maybe if the rework is really good, I'd put a five in her. I think to go six and higher, they have to be really good on their team for me to justify that, I think. Okay. Like Squirrel Girl is someone I would definitely recommend a six on. Yeah. For example, for Young Avengers, I bought I bought my six on Squirrel Girl. And it is, it's been worth it. <laughs> they have to be like the top one or two characters of their team to like make me think of six. But otherwise, I would do a five. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna save mine this month because all the characters I want, I don't have the gold stars on them. So yeah, farmability, man. I'm just holding, I'm just holding, I'm holding right now. All right. That is it for Marvel Strike Force, but there are two more things that I want to discuss. Unfortunately, we don't have any new rumors or new data mines, though. I want to discuss the Thor Love and Thunder. Did you see this movie? I did see the movie. All right, so if you at home have not seen this movie, we're going to discuss this movie right now. So, spoiler warning right now, you have been warned. We're going to start talking about Love and Thunder in three. Two, one. How did how did you like the movie overall? I know some people are liking it, some people aren't liking it as much. How do you think this compares to other Phase Four projects? Uh, I was personally a bit mixed. Okay. I I didn't dislike it, but I, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. So somewhere in the middle, for me. Middle of Phase Four, or middle of all MCU movies. Kind of a bit of both. Okay. Uh, I preferred Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was a bit better. Okay. I, uh, I would agree with you. I think I think Ragnarok was the best Thor movie, but I think this is the second best Thor movie. And, it, and that's not saying too much because I didn't yeah, like yeah, Thor yeah. one and two. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. To be honest, I don't. I'm not sure I remember Thor two that much. That was Dark World. Yeah, you're, you're not. I, I don't much. remember much. Malekith was a cool uh, villain, but he didn't do much in that movie. I don't remember the like like uh, yeah, I remember the villain, but I don't remember like certain instances in the movie. Like if you ask me, like this this part of the movie, like I don't remember that. Yeah, that's, but, there's, there's some MCU movies we watch a lot. Thor 2 is yeah. not one of them. Maybe I need to go back and see it, or, or not. But, or, you not know, I, or not. I think, I think uh, if, you, if you're on Love and Thunder, you you got to the most one. Was there a particular performance that stood out to you? A lot of people like uh, Christian Bale. Chris Hemsworth is always pretty cool. Natalie Portman returning. Was there something that stood out for you? or uh... Christian Bale was a really good actor. Uh, I, I just love Korg. I think Korg is like the best part. Uh, the, the director, you know, who, who plays Korg, you know, I, I think that, that that has the comedic value of the movie there, probably in just Korg alone. Um, but yeah, I just I just love the way that, you know, he, he portrays him and just like performs with him. Yeah, so it was, it was nice to see that. And same with Thor Ragnarok. That's what I liked about Thor Ragnarok too. Is kind of like that. Well, it, it says something. When, right? when he was the, two, in it. the two Thor movies that have Korg are the ones that fans enjoy. The two movies without Korg, people aren't as hot on. So he he definitely brings something to the Thor <laughs> universe there. So we need Korg in Marvel Strike Force. We we do we do. That, that's not Korg even a Meek. joke. We do Meek. need him in the game. Korg and Meek. <laughs> More than more than some of these other characters we're getting, but uh, <laughs> do you think we're gonna see more love and thunder, Gore's daughter and Thor oh, yeah. in in future movies? Yeah, I mean, I, I think well, if, if from the the end scene, we'll probably get to that. The end scene and the credit scene, you know, I think that this it, is it gonna maybe lead into Guardians or or maybe not. I don't know. Like, is is there gonna be a cameo of, of Thor in Guardians? Four, uh, three, possibly, or whatever, whatever, possibly whatever, whatever number we're at now. 
I mean, Chris Hemsworth said he doesn't want to uh, retire until the fans don't want to see him, so he could be playing Thor for many, many years. So. He's going to be the Hugh Jackman of Wolverine, or of <laughs> Thor, rather. He could be playing Thor until <laughs> Thor is as old as Odin. Right, so, I, uh, I, oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Continue, continue. I have a question I, about the last scene. I, I might not be able to answer that, because I actually fell asleep towards the end of the movie. Uh-oh. And uh -oh. I have to admit that, like, that's, maybe that's why I, I, I'm kind of in the middle of the road. Maybe I was just uh -oh. really tired that day. But I, I I think towards the end, uh, you know, in the last maybe 20 minutes, I think I, like, I briefly, like, you know, like, just, just fell asleep during, I think, the final, one of the final fight scenes uh -oh. there. And uh, in the, in the hallway, I, I believe, with, with some statues and stuff. Yeah, and uh, oh, I woke up was, and I was like, "What's going on?" The best part of the movie. <laughs> the best so, part of the movie. And, and then I remember waking up towards like when they were—I uh, don't know—Gore um, was, you know, bringing Thor the, uh, back to life, and then that kind of scene there. Like I remember that, and I was like, "Oh, what? What just happened? I missed something, didn't I?" All right. So, did you see the end credit scene? Because that's actually what I was going to talk about. Yeah, I did. All right. Hercules in the MCU is that is that exciting for you or is that just another Adam character like oh we're gonna see him a few years that's cool but uh, nothing, nothing yeah for a few years I thought he was gonna be actually in the movie itself mm -hmm. uh, but but we didn't we only saw Zeus or uh, Russell Crowe as yeah. Zeus uh, I thought that Hercules might have been in looks it looks different than Maximus Muratus Decimus right no, that was that was a funny part too. I actually liked that scene in uh, uh, which I thought was going to be Olympus. I thought that where they were going to go was going to be Olympus. I didn't know it was going to be this uh, god city or whatever it was. I guess it had a different name, but it's pretty much Olympus. It's, it's Olympus. <laughs> it looked like it because I know that whatever Olympus. they want. We we know what you're doing, MCU. So, so uh, I mean, I, oh sorry. No, I just wondering. Uh, Thor versus Zeus is that something you're looking forward to? Well, I mean, this is very uh, Hercules is actually a very iconic character in in the Marvel universe, and you know, not only was he an Avenger, but he's also a Guardians now too. He's a Guardians of the Galaxy oh. in the comics right now, so he okay. is a, a very important character. And I think it, it sounds like we're they're leading up to some sort of conflict between the two, but yes. then eventually, I, I expect that because he, he is a hero character, so at some point, you know, he's probably going to cross over and he's going to be a good guy. Yeah, I mean, Adam Warlock supposed see. to be the bad guy of. Uh... Guardians 4, but he's traditionally a hero as well. So how are they going to work that? I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I liked it. I, for me, as far as Phase 4 movies, right right under Spider-Man. This was this was a fun one for me. And above I, Multiverse of Madness for me. Okay. I mean, I, I, Spider-Man's at the top. I think it's at yeah. the top for a lot of people. I don't, and... I don't, think, I don't think most people would disagree with that. Multiverse is probably under Spider-Man for me, and then I would, and then I'd probably say Thor. So it wasn't okay. bad. Uh, I, I put it like I liked it, like I liked Sha I like Shang Chi actually. So you know, for okay. me, it's like so Thor and Shang Chi are kind of like in the middle. Okay, okay, yeah, got it, got it. All right, let's talk about Miss Marvel. So again, another spoiler warning. If you're not caught up on Miss Marvel, which ended last week, uh, spoiler warning now. So we're gonna talk about that in three, two, one. How did you like the series overall? Miss Marvel. I really liked it. Um, I I, I really like Miss Marvel as a character, so I think maybe I, uh, you, you know, felt felt it more. You know, she was a character that, uh, you know, I I started connecting with more when I was a young adult. Okay. I think when I was when I was early when she first came out as a character. Uh, so for me, like both Young Avengers, which who knows maybe they'll get an MCU debut one day, and Miss Marvel, they're they're kind of characters that I kind of uh, recognize more with, and I, and I appreciate the uh, the sort of the inclusion 
of Miss Marvel because of the demographic, you know, things here and how they they portrayed the yeah. show, and I, I think it was really good. Yeah, I, I don't think I was in that target demographic, but this was not a character that I was really familiar with. This is a character that I saw in video games, like Marvel Strike Force, like Marvel Future Fight. Didn't really see her too much in uh, the comics or cartoons before, so this is my first uh, introduction to her. And I, for me, it started off a little slow because, like I said, I wasn't really familiar with the character. And a lot of the other MCU projects start off right with action, whereas Miss Marvel's trying to kind of discovering her powers. It's more of a coming of age story rather than just boom, superhero type movies. Yeah, I mean, I think the target audience probably is more for like a younger audience in this it, particular I show. I think it's, uh, or, or fans of Miss Marvel, you know, the previous yeah. fans of Miss Marvel. So, uh, like, kind of like Hawkeye was, I think, aimed towards a younger audience as well, I think, with Kate Bishop. And, and that's why they're adding these sort of younger characters to the shows to get that sort of younger demographic building, into the MCU. The they want, yeah, they want uh, a second younger one. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more proper than what we have in uh, Marvel Strike Force. But yeah, yeah no, I, 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 the one thing that, you know, going into the show was that they were changing her powers. You know, the way that, that yeah. she, with the bracelet and that's different than the her being an Inhuman and, yeah. and uh, with the Terrigen Mist, which they don't, they've never done this in the MCU. Of, sort of did the Terrigen Mist in uh, in this. I mean, it wasn't called well, Terrigen Mist, it wasn't explained the same way, but it kind of They did it in Agents of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. until they, they rewrote that, until they wrote yeah, that it's, out. It's kind, of, it's kind of canon, right? There's some parts that are canon and some parts aren't, I think. Or, or is that just a Daredevil? Uh, stuff? I thought they, I, I, thought they included some I, of I don't. Yeah, I don't believe it's MCU canon right now uh, because, which I'm sure you watched the last episode, there was a, quite a Easter egg there about the root of Miss Marvel's power. So, yes, yes, huge one. Uh, Actually, it's very huge. I think. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was. It was. She's a mutant. Yeah, and they had the rip there. Did you watch more, the '90s X-Men in the MCU? I mean, we don't know about X-Men and stuff, but we have Kamala. They had right. the uh, the guitar riff of the X-Men '90s theme there in there. So yeah, I didn't notice that in the first yeah. place. I saw that I saw that described in some of the uh, follow-up videos, but in the first watching of that, I did not notice that. <laughs> um, the the last question, I think, is the most important one. What is Captain Marvel doing there? Did she just transport there? Did Kamala use some power on her bracelet? And uh, what do you expect to happen with this as the follow-up to this in the Marvels movie coming out next year? Uh, I think that she's Kamala. I think that's Kamala they, at the end of the show. I don't think that's actually Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, I, I Captain Marvel. They, I think it was a teleport. I think that the, the oh, was it a teleport? Was, oh, okay. Yeah, um, I think some people were thinking that it was a. Trans, like a transforming but if you look she like looks around the room like what is this oh this is a fan so if you look at Brie Larson's face yeah like, okay so, obviously it's leading up into the movie I don't know when the movie is slated for uh, yeah, there's been so many year? release dates of this I don't yeah. know what the actual what is sometime next year is what I'm thinking <laughs> I am interested to see where they take that because I know there's going to be other characters in that movie like Monica Rambeau from yes. uh, uh, WandaVision that's so real that should be fun it should be interesting. Uh, you know, I actually, as far as the series goes, I, for me, I, I liked it. Uh, I actually liked it more than Moon Knight. I, I, I wasn't okay. a huge fan of Moon Knight, but that's because I wasn't a huge fan of the character going into it, probably. Okay. Uh, and there was a lot of action in there, but it, preconceived notions of all these characters. Uh, I did, yeah. These shows. <laughs> well, if I know the character more, or if I can connect with the character, then I'm going to probably like the show a bit better, or oh, I might sense. be more critical of it because I might be like, well, yeah. they did it bad, or you know, it depends uh, on how that, much of a fan that I am. Makes sense. That makes sense. 
Moon Knight, I was kind of, eh, you know, I didn't care too much, so it was what it was. It wasn't a bad show. I liked Oscar Isaac. He's a great actor. But, right. uh, yeah, I do like uh, what they did with this. I... I, I want them to do a Young Avengers. So how is this going to all lead up into some sort of crossover between these different characters that are in Phase who, 4 right now? What do we have right, right now? Is, we, we don't have Squirrel Girl, but we have America Chavez. We have Stature. Yep. We yep. have Miss Marvel. A missing bunch. Kate Bishop. We're missing. Patriot. We have Falcon Soldier. Soldier. There was uh, the grandson there, yeah. and he's actually the one who takes up uh, his grandfather's super soldier yes. serum. Maya Lopez. We have Maya Lopez as well. Oh, God. She's not a real young picture. That pisses me off so much. She's not even young. She's like in her 20s or something, right? You're like. She's, she's know, older. That's young, that's young to me. I don't know. Well, it's not, <laughs> it's not what young, young. The young Avengers are meant to be like, they're starting as teenagers, basically. Got it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think they're doing, I think they're going that direction, but, uh, We'll see when. We'll see when. And if if all the actors are actually still young when they actually make that movie. That's true. But, I mean, is, is it going to be a movie crossover? Is it going to be a show that brings them all together? Or, uh, or what I, their I plans are, movie. I guess. Probably, probably showed. Probably Disney Plus show. But so, I'm wondering. Yeah. Well, all but right. same towards younger audiences than a show, I think, is probably likely. Mm, that, that, that makes more sense. All right. That's all I got as far as Marvel Strike Force and all the MCU movies and everything. Anything else you want to discuss before we get out of here, brother? uh not much you know my channel's still kicking i'm still doing videos and you know if you want to know things about some of the latest events and my thoughts about uh you know the changes apocalypse and all the stuff going forward you know then take a look at the boylan channel nice and and if the data mines are correct and we actually get this event on saturday all the spreadsheets uh, will be saturday or Sunday morning probably because i mean we'll have to take a look (laughs) after the blog so if you want to know how much you got to grind, guys, make sure you subscribe to his channel. Uh, check him out on Twitch. All the links will be down below. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, hit that subscribe button. Leave it a great review on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, hit that subscribe, thumbs up, all that stuff. And I'll see you guys next time. Check out the link for Amazon Coins and check me out on Twitter. Before you go, boil, give me that Hulk fist bump. Yes. Here we go. Boil it. Valley flying out. Have a great rest of your day, Valley Club. See you guys. <laughs>